0: Hello Cryptonauts! Today is September 18, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. crypto nuts first reminder we do have a discord channel available for cryptocurrency chat in which i will leave a link in the description below if you want to collaborate on my podcast you can reach out to me through that discord app or through the anchor app with that said let's get started with your top 10 daily stats let's go to refresh the page here refreshing refreshing okay settling starting off with bitcoin settling at $10,941.71 for a one percent gain Second place, we have Ethereum settling at $373.62 for a 1.9% loss. Third place, USDT Tether settling at $0.99 for a 0.1% loss. Fourth place, XRP Ripple settling at $0.24 for a 1.1% loss. Fifth place, Bitcoin Cash settling at $227.06 for a 1.4% loss. 6th place, Polkadot, settling at $4.58 for a 6.7% loss. 7th place, Binance Coin, settling at $26.26 for a 2.6% loss. 8th place, Chainlink, settling at $9.66 for a 7.5% loss. 9th place, Crypto.com Coin, settling at $0.16 for a 3.3% loss. 10th place, Litecoin, settling at $47.15 for a 2.1% loss. Wow, cryptonauts, it looks like we're all in the red except for Bitcoin. Awesome. I mean, not awesome, but it's awesome. So with that said, cryptonauts, your overall total market cap is at $353.5 billion, down by 1%. Let's get started with the crypto news of the day. Alright Cryptonauts, second reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Don't forget to collect your daily candies which I just did a little while ago. Now first news coming in from Sharyuwa Malwa. Twitter reinforces security following major Bitcoin hack. Social media giant Twitter has made major security updates to its platform ahead of the US elections, the firm said in a post on Thursday. As we learn from the experience of past security incidents and implement changes, we're also focused on keeping high-profile accounts on Twitter safe and secure during the 2020 election, the firm said. As of Thursday, all high-profile and elected-related accounts have been notified and were required to carry out additional security measures to protect their credentials. Such accounts included all U.S. executive branch and congress members, governors, presidential campaigners, political parties and major U.S. news outlets, and political journalists, among other political users. Twitter said the account would be asked to use a stronger password and enable two-factor authentication, which provides extra security beyond just a username and password. In addition, a password reset option will be automatically enabled to prevent any unauthorized password changes. Other additional security measures include more sophisticated detections and alerts to help them respond rapidly to suspicious activity and increase login defenses to prevent malicious accounts takeover attempts, the firm said. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Bitcoin hacks Spurs Security Measures. The move com- comes a month after Twitter was compromised by a hack, allegedly a 17-year-old Florida teenager who was later released on bail, who managed to access its God mode admin pa- panel. The hacker accessed over 25 influential Twitter accounts, such as presidential candidate Joe Biden and social influencer Kim Kardashian and sent out fraudulent tweets that prom- uh, that promised Bitcoin payments. Mm-hmm. You know, conspiracy behind that, I don't know if it's the kid. I really, I really, I want, I want to read more into that. They didn't release, release enough information. Uh, the, the Department of Justice didn't release enough information in regards to this particular incident. At least none that I found. Um, but it seems all too fishy because within within the um, the hack itself, th- 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 this kid supposedly put out secret, hidden messages within each tweet or something like that. It was it was very odd. I, I kind of find it. How would a 17, well, I guess maybe, maybe, maybe he's a very smart 17 year old. I don't know. I just, I think that there's um, a team behind this, not just a 17 year old. There's got to be a team behind that. Maybe he's got other uh, 17 year olds with him. Anyways, next news, written by Liam Frost. Hacked Cryptopia gets one step closer to returning funds. Accounting firm Giant Thornton, the liquidator of now defunct New Zealand based cryptocurrency exchange Cryptopia announced today that it expects to open the claims registration process by the end of 2020. As Decrypt reported, Cryptopia lost NZD $30 million, approximately $17.85 million US worth of cryptocurrency due to hack and went into the process of liquidation in May 2019. Its account holders have recently scored a big win in court, given the priority over Cryptopia's creditors when it comes to returning their lost crypto and now they're one step closer to getting hold of any remaining money. The expectation is the claim process will will open by the end of the year with anti-money laundering process to follow this. Once the two phases are complete, we expect the the repatriation process to follow. The company wrote in an update for account holders. To do this, the firm has prepared a procedure for claiming assets by a former client of Exchange. The latter will need to verify their accounts and other data on a specialized portal. Until this process is completed, Grant Thornton will not be able to be will not be able to proceed with this uh, disbursements. Okay. Well, there you go. I've never used uh, Cryptopia, but if you have, there you go. There's your news for you. Um, yeah. Next news, written by Alexander Behrens. Coda is paying users to break its blockchain. Coda, a crypto project build, building building a blockchain light enough for anyone to operate a node, is launching an adversarial test net, test net that rewards users for trying to break the network. Coda, developed by O1 Labs, announced today a limited capacity signup for its test world test net. Testers can receive shares of 1% of the total supply of CODA tokens by uncovering vulnerabilities and attack vectors against nodes on the testnet CODA blockchain. Participants will also be qualified to receive a Genesis grant for helping developers uh, for helping develop the community and learning more about the technical aspects of the protocol. If successful, the CODA blockchain could create one of the most widely distributed networks spanning millions of smartphones and other connected devices. The CODA protocol uses zero-knowledge ZK-SNARK-proof technology to verify all nodes are connected to the coded blockchain, while keeping the data storage requirements, the nodes themselves, tiny. zk-Snarks proofs use hash signatures generated from previous blocks in the blockchain to verify that everything in the block is in order without needing to know the specific contents of the previous blocks themselves. Using this system, a coded node requires just a few, do- a few dozen kilobytes of data storage. The amount of data in a few tweets while still maintaining transaction speeds of up to 100 transactions per second. Other blockchains like Bitcoin and Ethereum are several hundred gigabytes in size and still growing. Given the minimal size requirements, Coda is clearly focusing on maximizing the number of nodes on and therefore decentralization of the network by being, welcomed, by being welcoming to newcomers. Moreover through the mentor nodes and the technical ambassadors program, Coda plans to onboard additional users to earn testnet rewards. But there you go, ZK Snarks is the future, if you have not looked up ZK Snarks, definitely look that up, Z, letter Z, letter K, Snarks, S, N, A, R, K, S S, Snarks, check it out, next news, oh by the way, Coda, yeah, check it out, I haven't checked out Coda, but, um, a lightweight blockchain, I like that idea, let's see, it's light enough to run on a cell phone, I think that's awesome. Awesome, because it it allows a blockchain to be even more decentralized and more red especially if it's a lightweight blockchain more accessible to the masses and that's the whole idea about mass adoption is that you want everybody to be able to frictionless friction frictionlessly use the platform or be able to be part of the of the ecosystem without it being too complicated to get into Right, as of right now, it's not actually that easy to be a miner unless you're using like nice hash. Yeah, but even then, there's still a couple of steps that you need to take. You need to have some kind of a little bit of smarts, right? A little bit of computer uh, smarts. Anyways, next news written by Scott Chiplina. The US is banning TikTok and WeChat. What to do? Oh no. The U.S. Commerce Department will start placing restrictions on popular social media platform TikTok and WeChat by Sunday. The announcement of the pending ban was made in a statement today. Both apps have caused national security concerns in recent months. An executive order signed by President Trump on August 6, 2020 demanded that TikTok sell its U.S. business to an American company within 45 days and suggested data Un-Americans gathered by WeChat could fall into the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. Now the United States is taking a hard line on both platforms in the name of national security. At the President's direction, we have taken significant action to combat China's malicious collection of American citizens' personal data. While promoting our national values, democratic rules-based norms, and aggressive enforcement of U.S. laws and regulations," said Wilbur Ross, U.S. Department of Commerce Secretary in a statement. The ban captures any use of either app or the United States as well as mobile devices using WeChat to transfer funds or process payments. However, there are two different timelines established for the ban to take full effect against both apps. Companies have until November 12, 2020 to cease the provisions of any internet services given by given to TikTok. However, these requirements hit internet companies providing services to WeChat by Sunday. This leaves a slight window of opportunity for TikTok to convince President Trump it does not pose a risk to the security of the United States. However, if it, uh, skipping that down, okay. Uh, Blockchain to the rescue. As a result of the ban, both Apple and Google will have to delist TikTok and WeChat for the respective app store. Uh, but there are several decentralized social media apps that users can turn to. For start, voice created by Block.one, a company provided blockchain-based solutions, aims to give social media control through transparency. Okay, so I did sign up uh, as a beta user for voice, and I, and I was able to get a... A, 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 a code, a sign up code to, to try out their beta, but for some reason I, I got locked out. I don't know, they, they, I used it and I didn't finish the process because I ended up doing something else. I got, I, I think I was doing like multiple, I think I was like waiting in line, I think at, at the store. And I said, oh, let me just go ahead and set up my voice. Well, it's my turn to go to the register. And I, and I turned my phone off and put it in my pocket and I did my transaction and I, went, I ended up going to my car try to continue the process but then my 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 code became invalid and then i kind of got stuck in limbo when i even contacted the admins and they said no just go ahead and just redo it uh clear your cookies and and redo it and i've done that several times and it doesn't work so uh, i don't know i don't know what to do next one is oh there we go i was just uh, mastodon There's another one, check it out, Mastodon is a social networking site that is entirely community owned, a clear break from the existing status quo when it comes to social media platforms. Mastodon isn't a single website like Twitter or Facebook, it's a network of thousands of communities operated by different organizations and individuals that provide a seamless social media experience according to their website. Moreover, Mastodon is entirely open source. Donations fund the development of the platform as opposed to external investments from advertisers, or other companies, okay. Oh, that's all—just those two. Okay, so Mastodon and Voice. I'm definitely gonna have to set that up. Mastodon, click that. I'll check that out. I've been thinking about it for a while. I just, I, just, I haven't jumped on the bandwagon yet, but yeah, I have to do that. Uh, next news written by Scott Chaplita. Confiscated Twitter handle gives given to Cameron Winklevoss. You may have noticed that Gemini co-founder Cameron Winklevoss has a shiny new Twitter handle, the elegant at Cameron, but its original owner claims that it was unjustifiably taken from him and he wants it back. Cameron Asa, a full-time Bitcoin miner, was given the at Cameron Twitter handle a couple of years after Twitter, Twitter launched. Then in March 2018, Twitter thought he was a bot or was acting like one and he was banned, but despite repeated appeal and complaints his account was never reinstated uh, reinstated. and now it's moved on. I have been an OG to Twitter. I made at camera when Twitter came out. I have owned the handle for well over 10 years. Asa told Decrypt adding, I literally have done nothing wrong to the platform and the little guy always gets thrown under the bus. We have contacted Twitter and Wink of Voss and we will update this article if we get a response. Biden to get your account back. <laughs> While Twitter banned the account, it claims that Asa's account violated the social media platform rules against spam. Specifically, your account was found in violation of our rules prohibiting fake or artificial account inter- uh, interactions and engagements, the email from Twitter stated. "Okay." But also maintains that he never used artificial tools, he was just a regular user. Trust me, if I knew I did something wrong, I wouldn't be this worked up. But I know I did nothing to lose at camera, he said. Okay, well, there we go. Alright, well, yeah. Next news, written by Robert Stevens. NVIDIA won't share details of alleged $1 billion crypto mining biz. Lawyers for NVIDIA, the American Graphics Card, this week refused to share records with in, with investors who, who alleged that the company hid its reliance on the crypto mining GPU industry in 2017, causing the stock to fall after Bitcoin's price bottomed out at the end of the year. During a trial yesterday at the court of Chancery of the state of Delaware, NVIDIA's attorney Patrick Gibbs said that the investors have not met their burden. Of proof of necessary to com- uh, compel the firm to disclose information, according to the reported reporting by Law 360. The investors, who partly comprise several pension funds, alleged that Nvidia under- uh, understated to the tune of more than $1 billion how-, how much of their business between May 2017 and November 2018 relied on selling graphic cards to cryptocurrency miners. They claim that internal messages at Nvidia estimated that the company held over 70% of Chinese crypto mining graphics card Okay. When the crypto bubble popped at the end of 2017, Nvidia forecast that a decline in revenue, causing its shares price to plummet. The investors who claimed that they went that they were misled filed their suit at the start of 2019. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Next news, written by Sha No, not Sha Who's that? Sha Shao Kong. Shao Kong. Chinese miners are threatening to fork Filecoin. Though the launch of Filecoin's mainnet is still some weeks away, MIX Group, a Filecoin mining company, plans to fork the hotly anticipated blockchain. Wei-Ping my MIX's chairman, said during a press conference in Shaiman earlier today, Han added that he had the support of many Filecoin miners and influential VCs such as Jundu, co-founder of Huobi and co-founder and of Node Capital. It's not clear whether the planned fork is real or simply a threat and a way to negotiate terms that are more favorable favorable to miners. Filecoin, which raised 205 million dollars during the ICO three years ago, is often compared to the decentralized Dropbox, in which miners can earn tokens known as FIL for leasing out unused storage space on their computers to to users. The stored data is secured via encryption and distributed across the network in otherwise unintelligible unintelligible chunks. So you can pretty much just imagine. Um, a piece of your data, or a piece of paper, or a piece of page out of, out of a book, right? Rip that out, rip it up to a thousand pieces, and you're sending each little piece to a thousand different uh, note holders all across the world. And the only person that can access that is the original owner that has the like the the keys, like the private keys, to be able to gather up all these thousands of pieces and put them all back together and view it themselves on their on their device. That's Decentralization. <laughs> Let me see what's going on with the miners. Filecoin miners, a majority of whom are based in China, have been grousing that Filecoin's mainnet launch has been delayed. Okay. The miners have further complained that Filecoin has been unresponsive to community concerns and is seemingly centralized in its governance. More specifically, Han listed a number of miners' technical grievances, ranging from hardware restrictions to crypt- cryptography and transactional bandwidth. But the most important factor, perhaps, was that he labeled Filecoin's harsh reward system to miners. Hmm. According to Han, a research paper published by Protocol Labs on August 27th, Filecoin's economic model could wash out as many as 80% miners after the main net launch. Wow! Cool, Katush! Talk about burning your bridges, Filecoin. Jeez, that's a horrible that's horrible that's a horrible thing to do anyway come on they help you right they help you they help build you up right after all this time they build you up and now that you're built up you're you're looking nice and sharp you're wearing a nice tuxedo right looking nice and sharp fresh cut clean shave alright you know what I'm gonna kick you to the curb man I'm looking way too good for you right let's just cut off 80 percent boom just keep the top 20 percent because they're the billionaires that's that's dirty you gotta stay humble stay humble it's gonna it's gonna come back and bite them without a doubt (sighs) next news written by Alexander Behrens Ethereum locked in Uniswap soared to 1.6 billion dollars after uni launch Uniswap is backed on the top Uniswap is back on top in the world of DeFi. The immensely popular Ethereum-based decentralized exchange, which has shown tremendous growth in trading volume in recent months, has seen a huge boost in the amount of money flowing onto its platform after just launching its own governance token, Uni. Prior up and coming decentralized finance protocols such as Aave and Curve Finance had had unseated from the top of the total value lock charts on DeFi Pulse, a metric site that tracks the industry. Now just 48 hours removed from the launch of Uni, Uniswap has nearly doubled the amount of Ethereum locked over the last day. That figure now stands at roughly $1.6 billion worth of ETH. Alright, next news. Written by Andrew Hayward, SEC regulations won't kill DeFi, says crypto execs. <laughs> Last week's episode of the De- De- Decrypt Daily podcast is out now. And today, host Matthew Aaron brought on experts from across the decentralized finance space to talk through the, the regulatory challenges facing the industry. While some in the crypto space see regulations as a dirty word, the guest generally pointed to some level of oversight as being a positive for the future growth of DeFi. Eric Pino's ecosystems lead for the Americans. blockchain platforms ontology suggests that DeFi regulations from the Security and Exchange Commission would be beneficial. I don't think that the SEC coming in will necessarily mean that the party's over or that things will stop. He explained, ultimately I do think it's going to be good for the space because there is just a lot of scams happening now and it's getting really egregious. The level of DeFi scams and pumps and dumps are that are occurring. Jason, Jason Wu, founder of Saving Loans and Payment Network Definer, Definer, suggested that regulations is key for the DeFi market to grow from its current size to potentially astronomical levels. That won't happen in the Wild West environment and the average consumer is not going to be pulled into a market that is rife with scams and uncertainty. That's true. So yeah, we do need some regulations, absolutely. Um, for and, and in order to have some, a good mass adoption, good healthy mass adoption, you know, not scams. at the scams, you know, you're running around the corner, you seen a guy in a black cloak, like, hey, you want to buy some candy? Like, well, um, look to your left, you look to your right, well, I don't even know you, sir. It's like that's okay. I got some candy here in my long leather jacket, right? My trench coat. Check it out. Like no, 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 no! I don't want your candy. <laughs> that's kind of what is going on here. That's that's what's going on with DeFi. You don't want that. You want to be able to walk inside of a store, and be like, "Hey, I want that that Kit Kat that's on that shelf. That's what I want right there. I don't want whatever that guy's selling in the alley. I want that Kit Kat at the 7-Eleven. That's what I want. Okay? Not that Kit. Kit Kats aren't even my favorite. I should have said payday. Paydays are my favorite. I love Paydays. All right. Next news, written by Jeff Benson. Uniswap trading volume trails only Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tether. It didn't even exist forty-eight hours ago, but Uniswap's governance token is already the fourth mo- fourth most traded token on cryptocurrency ex- exchanges, according to data from from CoinGecko. Twenty-four hour trading volume for Uni stands at four point seven billion dollars, behind only Tether. billion, Bitcoin $20.7 billion, and Ethereum $12.7 billion. That means that Uniswap isn't just setting the pace among DeFi platforms, but that it's running with established players in all of crypto, at least for now. UNI is Decentralized Exchange Uniswap's new governance token released on Wednesday in something of a response to competitor Clone SushiSwap, which did all the same thing at Uniswap with the added bonus of distributing its own Sushi token as a reward to network users. There you go. Blah blah blah, we've already spoken about that, cool. Next news, written by Jeff Benson. As DeFi eyes profits, one stablecoin won't sacrifice privacy. When the Panama Papers were leaked in 2016 detailing how the rich used offshore bank accounts to shield their funds from taxation, many were appalled. But it might have given the creators of the Haven Blockchain Protocol an idea. Let's just give everyone private offshore accounts, minus the money laundering of course. This week, Haven, which calls itself an offshore bank, without banks introducing four new assets to put in those private accounts—X Gold, X Silver, X Euro, X and according to Haven, they're untraceable. Haven has been in the works since 2018, but the protocol has only come into being in July 2020. The basic pr- uh, premise that has people—premise uh, was that people could have, could have, could use the Haven blockchain to mine. XHV, a fork of privacy coin Monero. At launch, users could burn their their XHV and replace it with XUSD, a stablecoin token designed to keep in value relative to the actual US dollar. Haven product lead Pierre Lafitte told Decrypt, the protocol combines the privacy of Monero with the usability of stablecoin. Monero is a fantastic is fantastic at privacy but offers a relatively poor user experience and still suffers from the same volatility issues as Bitcoin and Ethereum. That volatility makes it a great speculative investment for experienced traders, but inappropriate for everyday use in commerce. Okay. So what does he propose? Scrolling on down, let's see, what does he say? Uh, for starters, there's the regulatory risk that some DeFi tokens could could be classified as security. Moreover, It would involve creating a wrapped XHV token to get into on the Ethereum network. It'd just be another ERC twenty with no actual privacy. Said that's okay. So what are they on then? Well, scroll back up. What are they using? Uh, Okay, so um, not sure what they. I'm not gonna read all this. I'm I'm skimming through the news article and I don't see. Which platform, platform they're using? Oh, I have to sneeze. Uh oh, uh oh, hold on. All right, I had to pause that. <laughs> I want to sneeze into the microphone. Okay, okay, where are we at? Where are we at? Okay, I don't even know what they're using. Um, it doesn't say. What are they using? Haven is driven by ideology, not quick cast. Nonetheless, Lafitte thinks it's actually in the vanguard of what's to come. We're in the belief that all cryptocurrency will move towards some level of privacy as public transactions are incompatible with everyday commons, business, and financial use case at both the individual and commercial level. The four new assets will be added after Haven's upcoming version 0.16 upgrade. Okay, I, I, I wish I knew what kind of platform they're using. Are they using Ethereum? Take you up. after going on live November 20. Okay, nope, nope, nope. I don't know what they're using. Hmm, interesting. Next news. No more news! We are done! Oh no! said the blind cat. We're all done with the news today? Yes we are. So with that said, crypto notes, there's a few referral links, check them out. If you want to convert your fiat into crypto, it's an easy arm ramp Just click on one of the links down below. Um, also if you're interested in earning compounded interest with your crypto, not just leave it in a cold wallet. You're just leaving it there. It's not doing anything. you just staying there and you're just speculating on it. You know what? I don't mind doing that but I also want to earn a little interest on that but I don't want to risk it. I don't want to lose it. That's why I put it on these cells so yes yeah, network you put it on there and each and every single week on Monday you earn like kind crypto or if you're in a state or in a nation or in a country that accepts sell, then you can earn sell. You can earn sell. Currently I live in California in the United States and I cannot as of right now per per policies and regulations within the state uh, we can't earn sell for lending out our coin. We can only earn crypto on our cryptos not sell on our cryptos. But that's okay. I'm still earning... Good coin, so that's all that matters. Like, for example, I deposit my Bitcoin, I'm earning Bitcoin, I deposit Ethereum, I'm earning Ethereum, and so on and so forth. So, there you go. So, check those out. With that said, Crypto I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios.